I just want to jump in really quickly to ask a very important favour. We know that most of you who listen to No Bullshit Leadership haven't yet hit the subscribe or follow button on your favourite podcast player. This is how the podcast grows. And even though we've already got a pretty decent global following, we're only scratching the surface of what's possible. We started this podcast over five years ago with the lofty ambition of improving the quality of leaders globally. So if you've got any benefit at all from listening to the podcast, I'd ask you to just take a moment, literally a moment, to hit the subscribe or follow button on your favourite player. The world needs more no-bullshit leaders, and you can help us to make that happen. Back to the episode. Are you selling a little or a lot? Either way, Shopify helps you do your thing. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launcher online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. It helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. In fact, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And now you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Most of the business owners who listen to No Bullshit Leadership want to go large. What's so cool about Shopify is that no matter how big you want to grow, it gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash leadership, or lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash leadership now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash leadership. Hey leaders, M here. We're finalizing Marty's 2024 speaking calendar and he still has a few opportunities available. Now you've experienced the impact that Marty has on the podcast, but that's only a tiny fraction of the impact that he has when he delivers an in-person keynote presentation. If you'd like to book Marty to speak at your organization's event, go to martingmore.com or send us an email at hello at martingmore.com and we can chat about how to tailor his powerful message to your leaders to achieve real results. All right, now back to the episode. Welcome to the No Bullshit Leadership Podcast. In a world where knowledge has become a commodity, this podcast is designed to give you something more, access to the experience of a successful CEO who has already walked the path. So join your host, Martin Moore, who will unlock and bring to life your own leadership experiences and accelerate your journey to leadership excellence. Hi there, and welcome to episode 17 of the No Bullshit Leadership Podcast. Today, we're going to do something just a little bit different because it's Boxing Day and I know you're probably all still full of turkey and Christmas pudding. So instead of putting new content your way, we're going to do a best of episode. And of course, to do that, I've got Emma joining me again. Hello. I'm so happy to be back for the final episode of the year. I can't believe it. What are we doing today, Marty? So um, what we're going to do today is that Emma and I are going to talk through our favorite episodes so far. We've released 16 episodes in the back end of 2018, and we think there's some incredible content there. So if you haven't listened to these episodes, we're going to point out the five best ones that we think you should either go back and listen to for the first time, or if you've heard them before, go back and review. 
hopefully if you're in Australia, you're lying around the pool, uh, it'll be a nice welcome distraction for you. If you're in the US or the UK, you'll be hopefully sitting around a fire. But uh, either way, this will just be a good way to review and reset for the new year. Now, just remember the easiest way to get to these episodes is just to go into your web browser. And if you're looking for episode four, for example, you go in and type in www.yourceomentor.com forward slash episode four. It'll take you to a player where you can actually play the episode, the show notes are there, and of course, any downloadable that you can take and uh, use as a cheat sheet. All right, so uh, Em, since I've given the introduction, why don't you kick off and start talking about uh, your favourite episode? Sounds good. All right, so my first pick is Excellence Over Perfection, Laying the Foundations for Successful Execution. Now, I've got to say, one of the things that I love most about doing this podcast with you is that I learn as I go, and I'm constantly having epiphanies around the way I've behaved in the past or the way I've seen bosses or colleagues behave in the past. Um, So I'll start with why I think this episode really is a must-listen. It gives you not only permission to drop perfectionist behavior, but it covers why it's counterproductive to be a perfectionist. And, you know, I think wrapping your head around this is really important in moving forward um, in not being a perfectionist and kind of engendering a perfectionist culture. Um, I really liked the way that you talked through some of the excuses that we make so as not to deliver, um, you know, quotation marks, imperfect work. I definitely related to quite a few, especially things like instead of saying to my boss, you know, I'm afraid that this won't be good enough, I'd say I'm making sure it's perfect. Um, So, you know, kind of doing that old turning a negative into a positive thing. You know, I'd often use perfectionism as a way to hide a fear of failure, which, you know, I guess now I know it wasn't healthy for me or for my team. The final thing I'll say on this is that it made me realize how damaging perfectionism can be to team morale and team outputs. So being a perfectionist and working in that, you know, perfectionist culture, it kind of reiterates that nothing's actually ever going to be good enough. And psychologically, this is pretty damaging for people. It also messes with the accountability model, which causes a whole host of other issues. So getting a handle on this and living with an excellence over perfection outlook is going to make a huge difference to your team morale, as well as work quality and speed. Um, I got to say, I do love your six strategies to engender a culture of excellence over perfection. So people can download this once they've listened to the episode because it really reinforces this point. So there are so many good ones in there. And I've definitely gone back um, over the last few months and just scanned that sheet every now and then to remind me of why I need to not be a perfectionist and just really strive for excellence. So yeah, that's my, uh, that's my first pick. Yeah, thanks, Em. That's a really good pick. Um, and I really enjoyed making that episode because I think the excellence over perfection culture is just so critical in keeping your organisation moving. Uh, when I was chief executive at CS Energy, this was an absolute mantra because everything that happened in the organisation was simply too slow. Uh, and of course, my immense frustration came through as it did with my executive team. So uh, getting the organisation moving, it's like unblocking your arteries. It's, uh, it's awesome to see things move a lot faster than they otherwise would. Hey guys, just jumping in here to remind you that the Christmas New Year holiday break is the perfect time to level up your leadership skills so that you're ahead of the game for 2019. I know a lot of you already have, but if you haven't got around to it yet, you should absolutely spend 20 minutes taking our free Leadership Level Up Masterclass. Head to courses.yourcomentor.com and watch the five bite-sized lessons. Okay, back to the episode. 
So uh, let me come up with my top pick. And I think I put a post out on my LinkedIn at the time to say that this was probably the most important bit of content that I was going to release in 2018. And that's episode six, The Psychology of Feedback. Uh, The subtitle of that is Stop Avoiding Leadership Work. Now, I opened up the podcast series with the first episode, which was Respect Before Popularity. And that's all about getting over the need to be liked and putting that ahead of the work that you have to do as a leader. But I think the psychology of feedback is a really practical way of looking at how to overcome the fear of stepping into difficult conversations. And as a first-time leader, having those conversations is 90% will and 10% skill. You're not going to be good at it out of the blocks. You're just not. No one is. And no one could have been more terrible than me when I first started with these conversations. Um, But fortunately, I'm a little bit dysfunctional, and I decided that if I was going to be a leader, I needed to get good at it. So I did more and more and more of it. And it's just like learning how to ski in powder snow. You've just got to do enough of it until it starts to feel comfortable. But what episode six does, which is really important, is that it unlocks the psychology of feedback and actually gives you the reasons and the rationale to run through in your head that's going to push you to actually overcome your fear and your discomfort and your misgivings to actually step into the conversations and hold them. Because making that positive step and moving into a conversation like that and holding it is the most important thing. The skill will come over time. And I think for the last many years, I have not had any hesitation, no matter how hard the conversation is, no matter how difficult the circumstances, to walk straight into it and to be engaged and to be empathetic and compassionate and to say the things I need to say. So this is a real key. If you can actually work this out, the earlier in your career, the better. This is going to free you up for everything else that you do because everything involves a hard conversation. And if you start with the feedback with your team, it's really going to take you somewhere. So that's my top pick is episode six. I got to say, I loved that episode too, Marty. But my second favorite podcast for this year is definitely working at the right level. What got you to here won't get you to there. This one's a bit funny because when I first heard you using the term working at level, I actually had no idea what you were talking about. Then when you started to explain all the symptoms of people working at the wrong level, it made so much sense. So micromanaging, dipping down, doing work below your pay grade, working excessive hours to get work done, um, and really just failing to move from technical expert to leader, it became so clear to me that so many people around me um, kind of suffer from this. So it really was one of my biggest epiphany moments, just wrapping my head around the fact that the higher up you go, the more you lose your original career identity. It gave me a real understanding of why even when people get promoted, which is obviously kind of the aim of the game, it can be really challenging and confronting, especially for those whose self-identity and worth is wrapped up in their professional expertise. So this episode hits the mark for me because it addresses the transition of going from a technical expert to a novice leader, which I really don't think gets spoken about enough. I've actually had a lot of friends and past colleagues call me and say, you know, wow, now I understand why my boss micromanages me. They just haven't transitioned to the next level properly. Or, you know, they've said, shit, I've been working at the wrong level for years and it's obviously why I've been overlooked for promotions. So it's a pretty big issue that is often overlooked. Now, we've had quite a few people write in and say how helpful that your five-point plan for transitioning to the next level successfully has been for them. So even if you don't listen to the episode, which I recommend you doing, uh, you should definitely download the uh, five-point 
transition plan from yourcmentor.com forward slash episode seven. It's totally free and it's worth keeping on hand for the next time you're promoted or change roles. All right, Marty, last one. Thanks, Em. Uh, that's great. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Episode 7 as well because um, working at the right level is what kills many, many careers. So um, last one, G, we've done three, haven't we? So we've done Episodes 3, uh, 6 and 7. I'm going to wrap the last two together to make five because they're sort of related. So the final two episodes that uh, I think are really important are tied together. The first one is Episode 2, which is Building a High-Performing Team. Now, the subtitle for that was weak team equals poor results. And this is really all about doing what you need to do to put together the best team you possibly can. Now, in episode uh, 12, I think it was the war for talent, we do talk about how to attract the best people to your organisation so you've got the best pool to choose from. But this is really about taking the difficult steps to make sure that your team excels. And you can't do that unless you have the best individuals you can possibly get. But I think most people in leadership roles, they look at their team and they say, it is what it is, I've got what I've got, and then you try and push people to do things they don't necessarily want to do. Just remember, it's a hell of a lot easier to rein in a stallion than it is to flog a donkey. And you'll have some people there who are good people, but they're just not going to cut it. And as a leader, you need to set the tone, the pace, and the standard for your people and for your organisation. So this is all about what you need to do to set up your team for success in terms of building the right capability. And I reference back to uh, Jim Collins, good to great, who talks about getting the right people on the bus and getting the wrong people off the bus. Because before you work out what your strategy is or where you're going, that's a critical step. Now, I talk to a lot of leaders who late in their career, their one big regret is they didn't move quickly enough to move the people on who simply were never going to cut it. They gave them too much time, too much latitude, and the results suffered because of that. And so if you want a high-performing team, you need to do that work. If you don't want to do that work, that's okay, but just don't kid yourself you've got a high-performing team because you're not going to have it. So that's why episode two is so important, because the higher up you go, the less impact you have individually and personally, and the more you rely on your team for results. So that had better be a pretty decent team. Oh, I totally agree, Marty. And I think kind of going back to the episode that I just spoke about, your whole team needs to be working at the right level for them to be able to work together successfully. So I think all of these episodes kind of help one another. Yeah, yeah, they absolutely do, Em. Um, and uh, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Look, um, final one for me is episode eight. Are happy workers productive workers, a.k.a. what really drives your people? Now, one of the basic things here is that there's a whole lot of, uh, in quotes, conventional wisdom around about leadership. And this is stuff that gets pushed out and we all accept it. Uh, and you've got to be looking for ways to challenge that conventional wisdom. And so um, a great book, uh, if you get a chance over the holiday period to read, called The Halo Effect by Phil Rosenzweig. And he actually critically examines the research methods that underpin books like Good to Great and In Search of Excellence, which are you know iconic books, there's no doubt about it. But he talks about the flaws in their methodology and why it's not necessarily supported by the empirical evidence that would have us believe. So always keep questioning, because research of late tells us that happy workers are productive workers, but it's not necessarily the case. Uh, and in episode eight, I go through a bunch of examples where you can see why happy workers are sometimes simply just happy workers. If you want your workers to be happy and productive, then these people have got to have impact. 
And to enable them to have impact, you've got to stretch them. And you've got to challenge, coach, and confront all of the individuals in your team to give them the ability to be their best. If you don't have those skills, they simply won't get there. So this ties back into episode two because first you've got to get the best people who are going to take to being challenged and confronted and coached, and then you've got to bring out the best in them. So this is really important. And one of the best listener comments I had uh, all year actually was from Steen Bisgard. So shout out to Steen. He actually took this uh, episode eight, uh, Happy Workers, Productive Workers, and he likened it to his experience in the military. And he spoke about the morale of a soldier. And he said, soldiers with high morale are not happy. They are confident, secure, and enabled to perform. They're not well-fed, rested, and kept out of harm's way. And I think that really summarises it really nicely. All right, Em, over to you. Why don't you close off? Okay, so that brings us to the end of this episode. I hope you get a chance to go through some of these episodes over the holiday break. They'll put you in really good stead for the new year. I'll put all the direct episode links in the show notes and on the website. So just head to yourceomentor.com forward slash episode 17 to grab all of that. Thanks for having me today, Marty, and thanks to everyone who's listened and supported us this year. We love making this podcast. Our purpose is to improve the quality of leaders globally, and this podcast is just one step in making that happen. If you liked any of these episodes, please share them with your leadership network. You might really change someone's career. Next week's episode is setting yourself up for success in 2019. This is a must listen, so make sure you're subscribed so that you get the notification when it's live. Until then, I know you'll take every opportunity you can to be a no bullshit leader. Thanks a lot, Em. See you guys next year.